but it's not a good defensive outfield and it's thin. I even just tweeted before coming on here. I think they should try to sign Puig. I mean, why not? Yeah. Like, Puig would fit in perfectly with this young, flashy, like, energetic, youthful team. I think. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. I think what? he'd fit yeah. in like a plus. And honestly, what would he even cost? What do you think? Like his market value. It's definitely oh, down. It's definitely down now. It's, it's been this long. I think it'll be it'll be pretty cheap at this point. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Too Much Pod Star. And as we can we continue our these thirty teams and thirty pods, uh, we're almost done with these now. Uh, we got the Blue Jays for this episode as they got you know, a fellow scorecard writer and Blue Jays fan Frank Amarante. On Hello today. everyone. So, good show. And then back again, uh Johnny Black. So I mean he's been on for a lot of these episodes, so you know him by now. What's going on? Yeah, so Blue Jays, um they're, you know, they're young and promising team. They're going to be, I mean, obviously not going to be in the hunt for anything this year, but, you know, there's going to be, in a few years, they're going to be in the in the race, I think. Yeah, they're going to be a scary team. Like, they can get the pitching for sure. They have, well, they have a lot of young prospects pitching-wise, so they can definitely yeah, we're, make some noise. We're definitely excited about the young talent here. It just gets frustrating with all the... You know, like the service time manipulations. Fans in Toronto are sick of it. Oh, yeah. We're just, we're hoping, uh, like as you were saying about the um, pitching talent, we're hoping to see Nate Pearson uh, earlier than, like, because our front office is really conservative with Shapiro and Atkins. They'll leave them down in the minors for, like, just to uh, secure that extra year. So, I mean, most people think he won't be up until June. But on Twitter today, I was talking to this uh, Jay's beat writer for The Athletic, and he thinks there's a chance that uh, he could be up for day one. So I'd love to see that. He looks nasty. He was throwing high 90s heat today. Just He looks great. So as for this year, this is a team that's, I'd say they're, the only way they can probably max out at 80 wins, but at least they'll be exciting. Last year was one of the most boring seasons to be a Jays fan until until obviously all the young guys got called up. But especially like in regards to pitching, like you just had a patchwork garbage rotation. So at least this year they've shored it up a bit with Rayu and Roar, and then we'll get to see Pearson. So that should be cool. What do you what do you think, Johnny? What do you like about the Jays? Well, they're definitely going to score some runs. I wrote up their preview. I guess it was last week or so. And looking into them more, it's like they're definitely going to score runs because I I love their lineup. Oh, you know, yeah. I think Vlad Guerrero came into the league last year with all this hype and everything like that, and he had a decent season. But people were expecting him to come into the league, take it by storm, and win Rookie of the Year, hit 300, hit 30 bombs. Like 
you know, temper expectations. Not everyone can just jump in, you know, but uh, I think he'll be better this year. And I love Bizio and Bichette up the middle. You know, and I also think the Travis Shaw signing was an interesting one. And I think it's going to yeah. pay dividends for them. Because you got to remember, he had back-to-back 30 home run seasons in 17 and 18. He had an off year last year. He was hurt for a little bit. I don't think he was fully healthy all year. And he's taken basically a one-year deal. I mean, they have an option for him for the second year. But, I, you know, I think he can go back to, especially at Hitters Park, like Rogers Center. Like, I mean, I think he can get back to, like, being a 30 home run guy. Yeah, I really like that Rowdy Tellers has some of the best power I've seen. I, I actually had him predicted for, I think, 41 home runs this year. Really? You're that high on him? I'm, oh, that, wow. on him. I'm that high on him. He might hit 230. <laughs> but yeah. he hey, that would be that would be great. But Well, right now he's fighting for a job. But I think, yeah. as far as I've heard, I think he's been pretty good in spring so far. If he has a good spring... I mean, because like you were saying with the manipulation with the service time, I mean, his clock has started already, basically. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's been up. I I mean, I could see him being pretty much the full-time DH. Basically, he could play a little first if they need short break or whatever. He, he, he could, but um, I think for him to – well, one thing that this management wants is they want, like, the DH to be used as uh, sort of, like, fluid, like, not one guy occupying DH, sort of like a right. rotation kind of thing. So I think, in my opinion, uh, for Tellez to secure as that full-time DH, he's got to be mashing. Right. No, I agree. Because, and he's well, got options, too. So yeah. they they could uh, play at that option I'm down, you know. So, you know, a temper my expectations. A full season, I could see him hitting 40. But obviously, with the manipulation and using the DH as like a, a rest day, so to speak, for load management, mm-hmm. their regular players and stuff, if they don't want Tellers to occupy that spot on a regular basis, I could see them, you know, using it that way. But then again, he could play first. Like, it's, yeah, it's not just, it's not like first right. base is secure, too. So, I mean, he's got the power for it. I'd love to see that. I yeah. like it, though. I like, the, I like the bold prediction there. Yeah, but, yeah. But going yeah. back to what you were saying about Shaw, I agree. That was a great signing. Cheap, uh, like a one-year prove-it deal. Apparently, yep. I don't know if you, if you... There's a good column, that guy from Fangraphs, Jeff Zimmerman. He does Mining the News. He basically yeah. gives you cool tidbits about team. And one of them was that last year, Travis Shaw tinkered with his swing. And then it just messed him up for the entire year. So now he's going back to basics. I think he'll uh, bounce back nicely. I'm with you on that one, for sure. I think he'll cement himself as the first baseman. Yeah, uh, looking definitely. up. Go ahead, sorry. He can definitely do it. I mean, he's proven it before. It's not like this is some kid that had like a bad first season. He just, like I said, he hit 30 home runs in 17 and 18. So, I mean, he's definitely proven that he can hit. The major league level. So mm-hmm. I mean, he was banged up last year too. I think I, I forget what injury he had, but he missed some time last year too. So you yeah. never know with injuries if they linger, comes back too fast. I mean, Milwaukee was trying to be in the playoff hunt last year and stuff like that. So I mean, 
maybe he came back too early and blah, blah, blah. And then tinkering with his swing, maybe compensating for some, an injury, a lingering injury. Who knows? I mean, you never know with stuff like that. But <laughs> if he's healthy and he gets back to his old swing. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. Yeah. And then it could even turn into a deadline kind of deal to get some yeah. more like low level to mid level prospects. Just we'll see. And, but um, going, I've mentioned before, like I think Vlad is gonna have a big, big year. He's more in shape. They've all off season. We've heard reports like some beat writers here. They've been saying uh, he's been working out way more, better diet. He looks good. They're gonna try to hit the ball in the air more. I think he'll hit thirty plus home runs. Uh, what do you think, Bobichet this year? What do you think he'll do? I like Bobichet. I mean, I like him. He and Biggio, both of them. I mean, I yeah. think Bobichet's probably a better hitter. Overall, Biggio's got some speed, though. Yeah, and Biggio, I love his uh, walk rate. Yeah, oh, it's insane. For oh, just such yeah. a young guy. I was like 15, 15 or 16 last year for a rookie. Yeah, That's I'm awesome. looking now at 16.5. That's yeah. crazy for a rookie. Wow. Apparently, one of the things is he, they, they think he could be a bit too uh, patient. So... You might see him be a bit more aggressive, and that'll come down a bit, the walk rate. But for an, um, an OBP league, Biggio's money. I could see right. him hitting 20-plus home runs, stealing 10 bases. Oh, I see him stealing 20. I see him as a 2020 guy, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did it. Yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah, I could see that on second thought because he did that 14 in 100 games. Yeah. Plus, he went in 2020 in double A. I'm looking here. So, yeah, he and definitely. I grabbed him in TGFBI, actually. I just grabbed him, I think, earlier today, <laughs> like the 13th nice. round. Nice. Because I, I just, you know, not to get too much on the fantasy, but I was going with, all with like power speed combo guys, basically. You got yeah. and the. Colton Wong, Adam Eaton, like guys like that, Tommy Pham. Guys who get 15, 15, 20, 20. It's more fun to own those guys too than the boring average types. But, know, so, what do you think of their outfield? Is it moving what is Guriel is going to be playing left from what yeah, I've so seen? The outfield is not good defensively and it's thin. Like you have. For some reason, they're really they really like Derek Fisher, and they want him to at least like he, right now he's penciled in. I'm looking at roster resource. They think he'll be the starting right fielder, but they'll really? probably rotate. Richick, huh? Well, Richick they have in center. <laughs> it's an ugly all. Uh-huh. Oh, say Oscar Hernandez is the odd man out. Well, he's DH. He he'll probably yeah. rotate in and play DH. With, and okay. then there's even Tellez. But it's not a good defensive outfield, and it's thin. I even just tweeted before coming on here. I think they should try to sign Puig. I mean, why not? Yeah. Like, like Puig would fit in perfectly with this young, flashy, like, energetic, youthful team. I, think. I agree. Yeah. 
What he'd fit in like a glove. And honestly, what would he even cost? What do you think? Like his market value. It's definitely oh, down. It's definitely down now. What's it's been this long? I think it'll be. It'll, it'll be pretty cheap at this point. Let me see what Osuna got in Atlanta again. One year, eighteen million. Eighteen. He's not gonna get what Osuna got. No. Yeah. Maybe you can get him for I don't know fifteen. One yeah, year, kind of twelve. Maybe thirteen or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's like. You get him, could give you 25 home runs. 50, plus, in the Rogers Center, he could hit 30 plus. Oh, yeah. Like, he would fit. Like, he'd be, I think he'd be an instant fan favorite here. Yeah. Then, yeah. At least, like, they, they could put, put him into right field and then just kind of rotate the eight or, like, see who wins it, Teoscar and Carlos. But, mind you, Teoscar really. Paid it up uh, in the second half last year, and he hits the yeah. ball hard. I, I think he could be. He has some potential. Derek Fisher, I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see I don't. what the management sees. No. But um, he just got to Toronto, didn't he? Last year. Yeah, they they were all talking him up. Well, they were ripped on hard here for treating Sanchez. For uh, Fisher, because even though Sanchez has been terrible, like a lot of fans here in the media were still had hopes for him because of what he's shown in the past. So when they yeah. traded him for Fisher, we're like, what the hell is this? And then I think his first game, he, uh, a fly ball went off his head or something, and he was just getting <laughs> ripped on. <laughs> so I don't know. They say he has good tools. I'm not too keen on him. Right. Well, especially with the pitching staff the way it is. I mean, they traded Stroman last year. Or they traded Aaron Sanchez. I mean, these these were guys that were supposed to be a couple of years ago. These were supposed to be the, <laughs> the future of the rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, and now they went out and they signed Ryu and they signed Roark, who, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, their rotation is going to hurt. That's why, I mean, I think they're going to score a lot of runs, but their rotation is going to hold them back. Because Ryu yeah. and Roark, I mean, Roark has pissed in the National League for most of his career. He did a stint with Oakland. And then Ryu has been with the Dodgers his whole career. Coming yeah. over to the A-list in the Rogers Center, I don't know. I mean, neither one of them are great pitchers. And then, yeah, I mean, you got Matt Schumacher. Too much. You know, I don't know what you're going to get from Matt Schumacher. I mean, he's always he's got, heard. He's, he's started 12 games the past two years combined. I, so I don't know if you can count on him for 30 starts. I don't know. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> no, after Schumacher, I mean, it's basically, I mean, Trent Thornton, Chase Anderson, Shun Yamamoto. I mean, we don't know what he is. You guys signed him over from Japan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he's going to be like. I mean, I, I definitely think Pearson <laughs> he could be the man there. Yeah. And another guy, too, is Anthony Kay. Had to come mm-hmm. off last year, you know. Made three appearances. Had the one start, his debut start against the Rays. He pitched pretty well. Five and two thirds, struck out eight. He looked decent. He might be able to, you know, wedge his way in there. Yeah, I think he'll be up at some point. 
if Pearson can become like a, a true ace, and you guys and you get some health from Schumacher, you might be all right. But I agree with you. Your your prediction before, like the ceiling is like eighty. I pegged them for like the ceiling is like five hundred eighty one wins. I figure they're probably going to win about seventy five this year. Hmm. For well, let's just before uh, we like. I, let's think about what would have to happen for them to be, let's say, a wild card team. Basically, all the young hitters would have to take a step to the next level. Uh, you'd probably have to have Pearson up for 120 innings. Ryu pitching great, Shoemaker staying healthy, and then yeah, then the bullpen's full of question marks. So it's highly unlikely. Yeah, so I'd say he would be a good year. Yeah, Giles looked nasty last year. He was great. Apparently, they yeah. got this uh, Rafael Dolis reliever. Yep. And he, uh, yeah. he uh, apparently I've been hearing he, he reinvented himself when he went over to, where did he go? Korean or Japanese league? Let me see. He was in Japan. I think he was in Korea also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, apparently he did well there. So they're they're looking at him and Anthony Bass as like their main setup men. Uh, we'll like see. <laughs> so Dolis has. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, you also guys, you guys also got the Yankee legend AJ Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking, I uh, I hated him when he was on the Yankees. He, was, he came in and like gave up five runs every outing, pretty much. Uh, let me see if they still. Yeah, yeah, it's just question marks. Yeah. Elise has a new splitter apparently, or something. Yeah, he pitched. But... I was looking up. I was looking up some of his stats because he pitched. I believe it's the last four years he pitched in Japan, and his ERAs were always in the twos. I mean, he was pretty solid. Hmm. He looked pretty solid. I mean, as far as the stats, I could tell. You know. Well, one thing that uh, Ross Atkins and company have done well with uh, during their tenure here is they've been getting these cheap relievers who've pretty, done, done pretty well and, and like surpassed expectations. Like last year, there was Daniel Hudson. They got him for nothing. He did well. Uh, a couple years ago, what was his name? They traded to the Rockies. He's a... Uh, is he uh-huh. Japanese? What was his name? Started with a K, I think. Uh, I'm drawing Start a blank with... right now. Hold on. Well, anyway, I'll find him, but they've been good with that. So I, I feel like one of these names we've mentioned will, will be pretty decent. And then, like you mentioned him earlier, Yamaguchi could probably be a long man out of the pen. Well, they yeah. even like Wilmer Font as an opener sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, the bullpen's not strong, let's face it. No, no. Giles, it's, it, it's a bunch of question marks, really, after Giles. Yeah. yeah. You never know who's going to – I mean, you never know what's going to happen either. I mean, if – say they bring up Nate Pearson to be their fourth starter and Chase Anderson is their fifth starter, then you get Yamamoto in the bullpen and you could also put Trent Thornton in the bullpen or Jacob Wagsback or whatever, however you say his name. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. So I mean, one of those guys could be in the bullpen, and you never know. 
You know, you throw a starter in the That's bullpen, true. and sometimes they, you know, turn out to be turn out to be really good. Yeah. But yeah, for them oh, to found... them to contend for the wild card, like you were saying, yeah, everything's got to go right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I found the guy I was looking for. Uh, oh, his last name was Oh. Sung Wan Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. He was, <laughs> he was decent uh, for them. And they, he's another example of that cheap reliever that they turned into like production. So they've been good at that. We'll see. Um, who would be... So let's see here. Oh, one guy I want to talk about, Danny Jansen. He's a nice yeah. uh, under-the-radar hitting catcher, if you're thinking fantasy. But just from a, a real-life perspective, like he had a terrible year at the plate, like horrendous. He had 207, 13 home runs. But he was known for his hitting ability as a catcher. So he could be, he could be another threat in that lineup. Because I believe he started to do a bit better in the second half. So he just adds another another productive bat to the lineup. I think he's I think he's gonna bounce back. Because he's a good defensive catcher. He had his like from if you look at his war on Fangraphs, so it's seventeen just for defense. So if you get that offense going, he could be a valuable piece as well. I like Jansen. I was just looking. I didn't realize that their backup Reese McGuire was arrested. I didn't see, it was like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, weeks. that yeah, he got caught um, basically looking at something and finding himself in a uncon like <laughs> I'm trying to word it. Basically, he was watching porn. And he got caught. Oh my <laughs> god! He was doing it in the car. He was he was enjoying himself in the in the car. Jeez. I think that's a story. Oh, <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> that's embarrassing than anything else. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, how, I mean, that how much trouble is he really going to get in? But I mean, how much how much is his balls going to get busted by the, his teammates? <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> really that's probably worse punishment than any kind of fine or whatever he's gonna have to do yeah yeah like what is that yeah so that's what it was, Dude, was i'm pulling up the article he was allegedly uh, yeah exactly what i said so that's pretty uh, it's like, what's up okay. with you who does that <laughs> oh man but they yeah. like him too they like him defensively like they're gonna split i think jansen will play probably the bulk like let's say 60 percent but yeah. like mcguire is gonna play as well and then you have for some reason all of toronto media on the talk shows they keep talking up joe panic who they just who they signed this off season they're like yeah. oh we love we love the winning pedigree brings apparently they want to use him as a Backup shortstop. I don't think he's ever played there in the majors. No, is this second so, base? Yeah, they want to honestly. They want to use him as a backup shortstop to uh, Bichette, and he'll probably play some second too. Yeah, he's I can gonna see him. be a bench yeah. piece. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. It's not a bad piece to have. I mean, Panic's got a decent plate discipline too. Left-handed bat, he can hit a oh, little. Yeah. He's gonna, but you know, I mean, if if he's a guy that's just going to be a utility guy that can fill in, yeah, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's James, just funny. Mentioned it's just one funny because they keep talking about them. <laughs> yeah, I saw the same thing about Panic about Tellus. That's why I said when he has options. They might actually put Tellas in the minor leagues and keep Panic on the roster. Yeah. Like going through the season as a utility guy. But I just wanted to mention one thing about Jansen when you talk about his hitting. Because when I looked mm-hmm. it up, his like batted ball metrics, like average exit velocity and hard hit percentage and that stuff, is like slightly above average. And he had a 230 mm-hmm. Babbitt last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there I mean, you go. really unlucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Average. Yeah, and then if you look at his, like I remember reading about him as, like as a prospect, he's known solid hitting catcher. Like his last year in AAA, at twelve home runs, three three hundred sixty plate appearances. He he almost walked as much as he struck out. 12, 12.2 walk rate, thirteen point six K rate. So I mean, I think I, I like him this year. I think he'll be a Nice player. Um, another thing, Trent Thornton, you were mentioning. I know we're going, we're hopping all over the place. <laughs> well, always but, the time uh, <laughs> I think he's he uh, when so last year the Jays had Clay Buckholes for for a bit, and apparently Trent Thornton took um, is using a cutter that he taught him, and he. Whenever you hear about a new pitch, I mean, you never know. Like that could boost them as a player. So I like hearing that news. So, I mean, he's not a bad starter. See what? I mean, my high, my hopes aren't so high, but it's nice to hear about a new pitch like that. Yeah, and with a fifth starter, I mean, you really, you're really looking for innings. At least mm-hmm. solid, something decent. You know, you don't want a 70 RA, but if he could be, if he could throw 170 innings this year as a fifth starter with like even like a 4.6 ERA, pretty valuable, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. And then going with what you're about Rayu, they, uh, they don't even want to like use him too much. Apparently, they want to use him like 160 innings. Yeah. Mm, Dick, I don't know why they want to limit his innings. So, I don't understand, but he's. Let me. I'm trying to find the quote, but uh, I mean, in fantasy, I'm not even thinking of drafting him. No. He'll be better real life than fantasy, but he's gonna have like a, like you said, coming to the Rogers Center, Hitters Park. Got to figure. You gotta figure his numbers go up because of that, and then like he's yeah. a big ground ball pitcher, fifty percent ground ball rate last year, and their infield defense is not very good. Like I mean, Vlad is not a good defensive third baseman. They lost they lost Smoke, who's a good defensive first baseman. I know it's first base, but still something. So like, his numbers are gonna be worse for sure. At first, I didn't like them pursuing him, but now, I mean, they had to do something. That 
that rotation was just a disaster last year. Yeah. yeah I don't watch. think I just don't think they're gonna be that much better this year. I mean, with Pearson and Kay coming up, I think they'll be, you know, depending on how much they pitch this year when Pearson comes up. Like you said, with the manipulation of playing time with the service time, they might wait for Pearson until June, until after the Super 2 deadline. I really you know, hope not. I hope not either. They're definitely, they're definitely going to wait till the end of April, I mean, to get that extra year. You know, it's just a matter of the extra year arbitration or the extra year of, you know, rookie deal with the Super 2. I mean, I don't know. You know, it all depends on how they view it. Do they think – I mean, if they don't think realistically this year – they're going to contend. Yeah. I really don't see them bringing them up until after until June, you know, so they can get that, that extra year. Which is funny. But he might force their hand with the way he's looking. Like I saw some highlights today. Like when he struck out Josh Bell, it was just—he's nasty. He is nasty. I've seen some video of him, and I know um, one of the guys I follow, one of the major guys from Fantrax, is uh, Eric Cross. Oh, yeah, that he's, guy's, he's good. Yeah, Eric Cross, is, Eric's great. And anytime you ask him, any, like you can tag him in like, basically anything on Twitter. Tag him in oh, a yeah, question. <laughs> Prospect, and he'll like answer you. <laughs> he's, oh, he's awesome like that. Jason Panini is another one. He's from Fantrax also. He, d- he posts a, a bunch of videos and stuff like that, too. He's really good. Um, but anyway, I know Eric Eric Cross is really high on Nate Pearson. He's yeah. talked about him tons of times. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. He even likes uh, from the Padres there, Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. I think that's number one. But, uh, yeah, Pearson, I would, in fantasy, I would, like, wait, you, I would draft him if I were you in your uh, TG FBI. Maybe even jump like twenty picks ahead of where he's, his ADP is. Yeah, I gotta look. We're only on two ten right now. Yeah, these, <laughs> yeah, these things go too slow. They're so slow. Oh, we're one of the slowest. Le- I was looking at, you know, Smata's, uh, Smata's whole Google Doc that he does, which is, is like insane. Like, I don't know how he does all this stuff. But the Google yeah, Doc that he updates every day. Um, mm-hmm. When I looked at it yesterday, we were the second slowest league of the 26 oh, leagues. Wow. We were the second slowest. Wow. I just, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, it goes so slow. Part of it is good. Part of it I like is through the work week, you just have something uh, like a nice distraction. But then it gets annoying, like when you want to pick, and then you're just waiting that long. Yeah, right. <laughs> Check it. It's like, oh, my pick, two picks away. And I'm like, this person yeah, then- three and a half hours left. And then I go check it like two hours later, and it's like this person. It's still on this person's pick. I'm like, damn it. Draft ready. I just want to pick my guy. Because <laughs> then, not only that, too, it's like you see that, and it's a couple picks away from you. So you know you might have yeah. to wait 10 hours. But you're hoping because you see the guy that you want is like three picks down. And you're like, I hope no one takes him. Like It's the, the anxiety of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. 
Alex, I want to hear a Yankee uh, perspective of a Yankee fan on this team. Mm-hmm. Like, who scares you when you watch them? Um, <laughs> I'd have to say Vlad, just because uh, of the power. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to hit, like, 40 home runs this year. Yeah. I know and, that we'll cite, like, his ground ball rate, but that's that's going to change. He'll fix that. Yeah, like, he's just, like, this team is definitely going to be, like, a thorn on the Yankees' side for years. Like, just like one yeah. of uh, just like one of Bautista was there. He was always a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, well, at least it'll be more entertaining this year. Yeah, it should be. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a good, like, Everybody in the division division is going to be uh, playing everybody close except for the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, there could be a small path for the Jays to maybe like be in the wild card race because the Red Sox look like their rotation is a disaster right now. Yeah, and then I mean. A couple other teams would have to bust. Yeah, like I said, these young guys would just have to go nuts. But, hey, who knows? I'm going to predict 78 wins. Mm. Last year, I think they won, and have it here, 67. That will be an 11-win jump. Seems reasonable because a full year of Rayu, some of Pearson, full year of the young sluggers. It's definitely, uh, definitely attainable. Yeah. You know, I you know it was a terrible trade back to your Yankees and with related to the Jays is getting Brandon Drury for Jay Happ. Like what was that? Like that whole season. That was when Happ was doing well, and we yeah. thought we'd get something decent for him. And we get Drury and uh, McKinney outfielder. Yeah, I mean, Drury was Drury wasn't bad at the time though. So I mean, yeah, but he's not. I want we wanted like a nice young prospect. Instead, it's just a like, he's okay. And then he was yeah. hurt right away. He's been hasn't panned out. I don't know where what's up with McKinney. Let me see. Yeah, I was gonna ask, where is McKinney now? <clears throat> is he with yeah. the He's still here, but oh, is he? he's okay. fighting for a spot, but he he's nothing really. He's not yeah, that exactly. good. Was he hurt last year? I don't remember. Was he hurt last year at all? I don't remember. I think he was up and down to the minors a bit. Yeah, he played a bit in the minors. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wasn't good. 215 average, 274 on base. Oof. Yeah, it's not going to get anywhere. No, he's he's nothing. But I would love it if they sign Puig. We'll see. What's your prediction for this team? Mine? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... I don't want to go too too high, but I don't want to go too low either. So, um, 
I'm gonna say seventy-seven. Yeah, sounds about right. Will you join me? I'm gonna go with seventy-five. I just don't. I just don't think that the pitching is. I think the pitching is just bad. So I'll be honest. Yeah. With you. Like I. I mean, like we said before, if Ryu can adjust, and if Roar can adjust, and if Schumacher's healthy, and Pearson throws 120 innings, and like you know, it's just. And then after Giles in the bullpen, everyone's a question mark. I mean, will your Wilmer Font short and read Foley? You know, I just don't <laughs> know. Like, it's a bunch of like nobody's really. Maybe yeah, so, all is coming over from Japan after four years. Yeah, maybe yeah, he found himself is going to do well. I, I, I just don't see it. it. Like I said, I think they're going to score a lot of runs because I think Biggio, Bichette, and Guerrero are all going to take steps forward. And I, mm-hmm. I love Tellez. I hope he gets a lot more playing time because I think his power is real. Like I said, he might be like but that you know, bold prediction was that's a. I like it. I like how you go out on a limb like that. That's a yeah. huge, like, that's a, that's super bold. If he plays 150 games this year, he could hit 40 home runs. If he plays those games. But if they send him down and they keep panic, and yeah. he comes up and only plays like four or five times a week at DH, and they decide to move him around, maybe plays first base and Shaw gets a day. I don't, you know, it, de- it depends on the games he plays, obviously. But, they're going to score runs because I like I like what it's real, you know, and I like the way the outfield is constructed. And if they get Puig too, like you're saying, I mean, it, well, you know, you go out I mean, and sign them. When I'm saying that, that's just saying that's just me like Hope. being hopeful <laughs> and looking at a like a nice fit. There's been no rumors; it won't happen. I'm just saying, like, it'd be a perfect fit. I'd love it, but I'd be yeah. shocked if it. Um. So but then I think Hanson's going to have a bounce back too, like you said before too. I mean, with a two thirty, yeah. I mean that's that's ridiculously low, especially for his batted ball metrics. That's insane. Oh yeah, like I mean, he's definitely going to have a bounce back if Reese McGuire is the real deal and can back up, and they have solid catching production, kind of the way the Nationals did last year with Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki, the way they combined for, you know. Really good offensive production from mm-hmm. their catcher position. I mean, like I said, they're definitely going to score runs. That's not going to be an issue. No, they're going to win a lot of games ten to eight. They're also going to lose a lot of them ten to eight. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me. I'm going to ask this. What obviously it's a long time away, but at the, like at the tra- trade deadline, what would you want in return for like Giles if they were to trade him? Which it's probably Likely. Well, if Giles had a like, well, for one, I wanted them to trade Giles last year because, yeah, like the way he bounced back, he was just at peak value. I was surprised they kept them. They probably had too high of a price tag. Um, but if he repeats what or comes close to what he did last year, well, let me just. So he has. Is he? I'm checking if his contract expires. Yeah, he's a free agent after the year. So honestly, like, I don't know what they were thinking not trading him last year because his value was higher, especially with the added year and his deal. So my expectations wouldn't be too high on on prospects that they would get. Now, I'm not so knowledgeable in the prospect aspect of it, but I mean, 
I'd hope like we could get like a lower range top 100 prospect for him. Like definitely a pitcher. Mm, like so, let's see. Let me take a look. They could trade him to a team that need like maybe like a. What about this MLB.com is making noise. Like a team that needs a closer. Because I think a team that acquires him will keep him as a closer because he has experience there. And, I mean, he's been successful. Wait, so how high do the Yankees value Davey Garcia? Really high? Yeah, really high. Yeah, yeah. yeah they won't get him. From, so. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees wouldn't. If they got him anyway, they wouldn't. It wouldn't be a closer. So. Oh yeah, in that case, he in that case he wouldn't. It's a bad example because they don't need him. But I'm just. I remember I wanted him for Strowman last year, but obviously that wasn't gonna happen. Uh, yeah. So probably like let's think here. Who would be a team, a potential team who's contending that would need a closer, like Giles? I would. Um, Phillies has to be. Phillies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's perfect. Yeah, the Phillies. So let's see. They're Philip Neris, right? Yeah. Sir Anthony Dominguez. They have David Robertson coming back this year, but I mean, it's a bunch of guys yeah. that you know. That's a good fit. So uh, let's see. Here. Another team is the Red Sox, so that's not going to happen in the division. <laughs> I'm thinking of yeah, contenders. Well, <laughs> see the Red Sox are contenders, so yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. they're gonna. No. Have you seen a, a rotation behind Sale and uh, Erod? Oh my! Terrible. Uh, the season on the IL too. Yeah. yeah, and then well, like apparently Valdi looks good again, like healthy, but yeah, they're yeah, then they're not good enough. I don't, that. I don't know why they wouldn't just find a way to pay Mookie. Honestly, yeah. the A's might be a good fit for Giles. Who uh, do they have? Who? The A's. Who do they have closer? Oh, the A's. Oh, they got Liam Hendricks. Oh, they did well. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that. I, I, I was like thinking Trinan. It's like he was gone. And tried, oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Oh, but the Phillies, that's a perfect the Angels, so, How about the Angels? Yeah. They're that's contending. What yeah, is it? They got um, Hansel yeah, Robles. Yeah, Robles. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, that's another that fit. Uh, yeah, so but yeah, when I talk about Chapman or Craig Kimbrell, we're talking about Hansel Robles. <laughs> you know, so who knows what's going to happen during the season? I'm just starting mm-hmm. to think of teams that have like maybe questionable closer, setup man kind of things that might be playoff contenders. Mm-hmm. That that's a fit for sure. You know. I think, yeah, so some type of arm, just get a pitcher. I mean, we or maybe an outfielder. An outfielder wouldn't be bad either because they don't have much there, like we mentioned, like down the pipeline either. Well, if the outfield is the case, I mean, the Reds might be someone you look at. I mean, yeah, they have Iglesias, but Iglesias could pitch multiple innings. He could be better as a setup man. If they got yeah. someone like Jack and they have a glut of outfielders. Yeah, that's true. They just that's like true. Castellanos. You know, yeah, they still have a curve. 
Yeah. You know, they still have Chubler. They have Senzel, who they're looking to put in center field. You know, so Aquino. So they have a bunch of outfielders with the Reds. With the Reds. I don't know how their starting pitching looks in their minor leagues, but, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, if you traded, like, Giles for Aquino, mm-hmm. it's not that bad, of, you know? Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty... I'm surprised that they they don't need, they're not even gonna play him full time or you know. Oh, he might be in the minor leagues too. Yeah, just because that run he went on, but I guess he's too free swinging. Yeah, it's that, and it's you know I think they just they they have too much invested in the other guys right now, where they yeah. can option Aquino, maybe let him try to get some plate discipline a little bit. Some guys are just better being free swingers, though. Yeah, that's true. You know, are you going to tell Javi Baez not to, like, swing at everything? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just his game. That's the day. You can't change something. You don't change it if it's not broken. Yeah, I agree. You know? But as, thinking uh, about the... But, sorry, thinking about the prospects, they have another nice bat down the pipeline to the Jays. He's an imp- he's a plays third base and shortstop. Jordan Groshans. That's another guy that you're gonna add to the lineup soon. He might be a piece to move too. I mean, considering your, the way your infield is and how young they are. I know. I agree. Unless they moved Vlad to first and played him, this Groshans a third. True. Like, like his de- defense is better than Vlad's. Right. Um. Let's see. I'm gonna look at his minor league numbers. I don't. He's not gonna be up this year. I mean, if I were the GM, I'd use him as a trade chip, like you said. But this, like I mentioned before, like they love their. They don't really want to get rid of prospects. They're not ready to buy. Yeah, like Groshans at a four twenty-seven on base, uh, in double in single A last year. Yeah, he's still he's still two years away. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably two years away. Yeah, if he's in single A last year, he's in double A. Yeah. Unless he tears it up and forces their hand and there's injuries and stuff, he won't be up until next season. Yeah. And they got the guy from the Stroman trade along with Case Simeon Woods Richardson. He's moved up prospectless. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's like I'm looking at the I don't have the baseball America one, but I'm looking at Fangraphs. He's 76. I think that other than Pearson, that's their highest. So yeah. they have a nice system. So the future's bright. Just here in Toronto, where we're starving for another, like we love the Jays. Like when uh, the Jays run those runs, packed crowds. Now it's back to the, you know. Pretty empty Rogers Center. The fans here mostly pack the stadium when the team is good. So it'd be nice to see that again. I thought they'll start packing it this year, though. It's yeah. a lot to be hoping for, at least. Yeah, probably more this year because they have a young talent. And it's nice to go to a game in the summer. But they'll they'll pack it in the big games. But like a weekday game against the Royals will be uh, dead. Yeah. Like, in the yeah. low team. 
But so Johnny's bold prediction of this team was Rowdy Tellez hitting for having the ability to have 40 home runs. 40 home so runs. I we, so I say we each say one. Mine would be that, like I mentioned before, Danny Jansen. I think he'll hit maybe he'll bump that average up to 240 ish, 250, and hit 20 plus home runs. It's my bold prediction. What about you, Alex? Um, I'm going to go with team-wise. I'm going to say that they finish ahead of the Red Sox. Ooh. That's bold. Yeah. I think that's... I think that prediction's influenced by a bit of a... Uh, Yankee... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yankee bias. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, this, this division is definitely between the Yankees and Rays. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I don't yeah. see any other team. I mean, the Orioles, you know, if they, if everything works out, <laughs> they might have <laughs> seven games. <laughs> that's, that's an ugly team. Yeah. They Oh, they got that catcher in the draft. So they're, I was going to say, like, for a team that's been this bad this long, it seems like their system isn't really that stacked. Just kind of. Yeah, injuries, too. The, the guys are going to come up, though. Yeah. They have a couple guys that are going to. Mount Castle's going to be the first baseman. All oh, right, right. How's he? He's good? He's good. Oh, yeah, I think he's good. I was looking at him for uh, one of the NFBC leagues, too. I like Mount Castle. Austin Hayes Hayes is going to be nice this year. Oh, yeah. He's like a a power speed guy, right? Yeah, I like him. I love those guys. Those guys are a power speed combo. I mean, they're athletic. You know, they can usually play at least average defense. You know, Mm -hmm. The hit tool, the plate discipline, you know, that can come with pitch recognition. Depends on your coaching and stuff like that, like how and how you develop and work at it. That's Power true. combos you can't work at. Can't teach. It's like they're saying in football, you can't teach speed. <laughs> you're either fast or you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The speed is the one true. thing that is. It is what it is. You can't teach it. So. You know, you can teach a guy how to steal more bases, maybe. But overall mm-hmm. speed, as far as playing defense or running the bases in general, can't teach that. So, I like Austin Hayes. I like Mount Castle. I love Mancini. You know my love for Mancini. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I get a couple other guys. I mean, Renato Nunez, you know, hit for some power last year. You know, I like Chance Cisco. He's playing the strong side of a platoon. It's going to be Cisco and Severino behind a plate. You know, it's a, them again. It's the same thing. It's their pitching. It's pitching stinks. So yeah. Except for John Means. He's yeah, not John. bad. Not bad. Yeah, we'll say that the if I I don't I don't I used to play this show. I don't really have. I haven't bought it in a couple of years, but if I did, like the Jays are uh, definitely a top choice to like have a franchise mode with. 
they'd be fun to play with. It's a yeah. fun team. It is, man. They're young. It's going to be a fun yeah. team to watch the next couple of years. Got to get myself a Vlad jersey. Or maybe at least one of those shirt jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. I'm hyped for the season. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait. Less than a month now. Who's, I guess, who's your MVP pick for them? Their MVP? Well, from what everything I read and hear about the team, what's going on, and just the way that he came up and tore things up last year, it's becoming Bo Bichette's team. Even though Vlad was more regarded coming up, it's becoming clear that it's starting to look like he's going to be the better overall player, and I think he'll be the MVP. His defense is is better than Vlad's, and he's, he's a good hitter. He, he could hit close to 300 and go 20-20. He's becoming even like vocal as a leader on the team, so I, I'd definitely go with Bo Bichette as their MVP. And then you got uh, if I I could even say a bust, I think like Rayu will be a bit of a bust. If, like, I mean, some people might look at just his season last year and be like, "Oh, they got Rayu now. He can be like a upper level starter in the rotation, top two starter." I think he'll put up more number three type production, and it'll be a bit of a bust and disappointment. Nice and many. He's gonna be, I'd say, mid to close to like, I'd, I'd say like three seven five ish ERA, with a decent whip, not too many Ks. So, if I'd go with a bus, it'd be him. Johnny, what do you think MVP or bust on this team? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with Ryu also. I mean, I was going to say, although I think Roark will be solid, and there's not much expectations from Schumacher. I mean, the expectations are from Ryu. Because he's not, what was it, yeah. 58 million? Yeah. It was, um, it was, just, I'm pulling it up right now. It was yeah, like, it was 4 and 68. 40, no, 4 and, 4 and 80. 4 and 80. Even worse. <laughs> so they're paying him 20. Okay. He's going to turn into Jordan Zimmerman. You remember when he signed out of Washington? He signed with the Tigers. He was one of the first guys that offseason I signed. He signed five years, $100 million right off the bat. Yeah. Of course, he yeah, was that because contracts have gone down, you know, the longer you wait. But yeah. I, just see, I just see this Ryu contract working out that way. And I, I 375, honestly, I think is generous. I think his ERA is going to be north of four. It could be. Yeah. That's why I have predicted 75 wins and not more, not closer to 80 yeah. because I just don't yeah. think Ryu is going to be. They paid him to be an ace, and he's not going to be that. No. And you're not going to get that from Roark or Schumacher mm-hmm. unless Pearson and Kay step up. It's just not going to happen. So I would definitely agree with Ryu being a bust as far as the money he's getting paid and everything. As far as the MVP, I'm going with Rowdy Tellers. I'm sticking with my boy, man. 
Because wow. I think he, I think he's gonna have. I think he's really gonna. He's gonna take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and just start pounding the ball. And I don't think they're wow. gonna be able to take him out of the lineup. I like how you stick to the stance. Yes, I'm sticking with it. I want to say Rowdy Tellus. Wait a minute. He's gonna take the J by the B. <laughs> he's gonna take the J's wow. by the B. That's straight. <laughs> How do you tell us? Yeah. Wow. Hey, man. Make a bold prediction. Might as no, well I like it. Because you <laughs> stick to it. You just... Yeah. Hey, he crushes the ball sometimes. He has like a 500-foot home run in Boston. Dude, he kills the ball, man. He's such oh, a look at lefty. Like, he just destroys the ball. But he could also <laughs> end up with Justin Bohr. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, he was another mm-hmm. guy like that. But where you know he's over in he's playing in like Taiwan or something right now. Yeah, I remember that guy. You know, so yeah. who knows? But hey, I made the like I said, I made the prediction. I'm doubling down. I think Rowdy Tellas hits the 40 home runs and is the MVP of the team. Wow. In that, let's just play that scenario out for a little bit here. So if he hits 40 home runs, you're probably looking at him. And you did like Shaw, so Tellez would take over as the main DH. Yeah. And you're thinking that Vlad and Biggio and 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 Bichette are, are going to grow, right? And you liked Jansen. Then you're, yep. you, and basically you're projecting a pretty pretty nasty lineup, maybe top yeah. three in runs if that were the case. Like Tellez, it's forty. So, I think definitely top five in runs. I mean, it depends yeah. on their on base and, you know, when these home runs are being hit, you know, all that, some of that's a little luck too, you know. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the lineup I think is top five. I think the pitching staff's bottom five. Oh, yeah. That's all oh, easily. Finish, the craziest thing about it being a bottom five pitching staff is that it's still a huge upgrade from last year's, which is yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. It just shows you how bad last year's was. Like they had um, Edwin Jackson starting a couple games last wow. year. Oh my! And he, and he got. I could wow. read you how what he did. It was insane how bad. Oh yeah. Didn't he have like a nine ERA or something like that? Like he was ridiculously yeah. bad. He gave up. Like five runs, then next start six runs in five innings, then eight runs, then four, then six, then five. Wow. Oh Jesus. Yeah, like oh as a oh he as a blue jay he had a, an eleven ERA in twenty eight innings. <laughs> wow. So I just showed like it was just so ugly. So, this was on me. <laughs> I would have taken the yeah. league minimum for that. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I'm even with sorry. I was, I was gonna say, pitch for like half of the league, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like they had him, that the guy you mentioned earlier, Wagaspak. Yeah, Thomas Panon, Sam Gavilio. <laughs> oh, Sam Gavilio. At least now, when after one of their guys in the top five get hurt, you have K, 
you have uh, Pearson, like we mentioned. So there's more depth. It just things are slowly coming together. Yeah. I would definitely want them to, like, let's play on another scenario. If they are, con- if they're, like, in the mix, like, four games back of a wild card at the deadline, would you see them making a move to add anyone? I would. I would do it. I don't see them making a move. Yeah, I don't see it. Make a minor move. I don't like how, like, teams just, like, if you just get in the playoffs, anyone can win. So if you're in the, if you're in the, it's not like the NBA where not everyone's going to win in the playoffs. Anyone could win in baseball. Yeah, that's true. As well, if you're sniffing it, just make a, Minor, and it doesn't have to be the most biggest splashy move. Just, I just don't like how so many teams are conservative. I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that, and I would love to see the Jays make a move if they were that close. I just don't um, think they would. They wouldn't. I, no, I don't think so either. I'm yeah. kind of playing GM a little bit here. Because honestly, too, if you what you were saying before, I mean, if Giles on the last year of his contract, if he's closing games and he's got thirty five saves at the end of July, do yeah. they trade him for value? If they're only four, no, they're going to hold on to him, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's like, do we trade this guy or do we hold on to him? Or you know, we're only a few games out, but he's been an integral part of us being a few games out. It's so hard. It's hard. I feel like half these teams got to go one way or the other. You can't. It's hard to half-ass it, especially if you're not spending the kind of money that, like the Yankees, Dodgers generally spend. Red Sox, like you know, Cubs historically, you know, teams like that that spend money. You can't make a mistake like that. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Which mistake the Royals made? But I mean, they were that, sentimental about all those guys. They hung on to them way too long. They should have traded Kane and Gordon and Hosmer and Moustakis. They should have traded all those guys when they had the chance to. And they didn't. And what they get? Now, granted, they sure. had a, you know they had a top five pick every year for the past four years. So you know. They've built up their minor league pitching staff, and their pitching staff's going to be sick in another year or two. But, but this is what you, you know, this is what you did to yourself by not making those moves. Now, granted, right. that's one extreme. Toronto's not in that extreme because they're they're getting better. Uh-huh. So a move or two here and there. Isn't going to kill them. They got it. They have enough of a. It's a big enough of a market. They should be spending more. Right. Right. And oh, one thing that speaking of relates to spending, but with the way that the you recently we've seen like teams sign their young top prospects to longer term deals before they even play. Like look at the White Sox, Eloy. Yeah. Lewis Robert. Robert. I would love that to happen with the Jays, but I don't see it because here's the disadvantage. These their young guns grew up in a let's say privileged lifestyle with their fathers being MLB players. They don't have that 
factor yeah. of oh I need I need to uh, get this money help my family out so That's I mean true. I've heard I've heard some conversation of of oh the Jays should pursue this but when you think about it I mean these players aren't, aren't going to go for it they're going to bet on themselves yeah yeah I agree with that they should pursue it though yeah. But- I see what you're saying. Yeah, someone like the Braves with Acuna and Albies locking yeah, them exactly. up. Yeah, that's easy to lock them up. <laughs> but, but yeah, I see your point. Definitely, Frank, you're right. You know, you guys, you guys don't need the money. Mm-hmm. It you would know? be nice. Though. I would. I want to see these kids uh, in Blue Jay Blue for a decade. We both, we all know that's not going to happen. Or at least sign it. At least sign one or two of them. I mean, you know, yeah, they'll probably fish, you know, set up, shut up the middle. Guaranteed, one will be gone at some point. They'll sign somewhere else. It just happens. They Toronto loses its stars pretty often. Well, the Cubs are looking at that too now. Yeah, they basically have a choice between Brian and Baez. They're not keeping yeah. both of them. One's going to be gone. Or they have Rizzo. Yeah, it's true. What do you, who do you keep? I mean, I we talked about this a while ago, I think, on a pod, Alex, I think in the offseason. Yeah. I don't forget where we talked about it. We talked about it with Joey. And yeah, honestly, Joe. you should keep Ryan. Let the other guys go. Rizzo's 32. Baez's skills are going to deteriorate as he gets older. He's yeah. And That's flashing true. and fast and like all this stuff. Once the bat speed and the uh, once the bat speed and the running speed go away, when he's 30, 31, 32, yeah, just think he's not going to be a good player anymore. Bryant will no, age. He'll age nicely. I agree. So that's why I'm saying if you're going to talk about signing one of them to like an eight year deal for like 250 million or something like that, I would go with Bryant. Yeah. yeah, he's still only 28. Like... Yeah, keep him in the infield. And then, I mean, you can always move him to first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't, I just think he'll age better. All right, totally, totally with you on that one. Plus, see, like, he had three six-plus war seasons. Like, I think he, like, I think people are sleeping on him a bit, to be honest. Yeah. Bryant's underrated at this point. It's funny. Because he was such a stud coming up in 2015, like, you know, but yeah, he's like underrated at this point. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I feel like he's underappreciated. He is. It's yeah. pretty yeah. consistent. Yeah. Just other than that injury riddled year. Two years yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because people have been with the juice ball, but like when they see 30 home runs now, it's like, oh, snore. That's like, it. doesn't excite them. But you know, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, who's, like you got to assume last year would be an outlier. You can't assume, like, it's going to maintain that kind of power production league-wide. So I think power overall will, will go down a bit. So, thirty home runs will look nice again. Pretty much is my point. And then yeah. Brian will be more highly regarded once more. <laughs> mm. 
What were you saying? No, I was just going to mention that it's interesting that with the juice ball, you know, and this is not saying anything really, just throwing it out there kind of. But with the juice ball last year and everything, no one hit 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Larry hit what, 48, I think? 48, yeah. Yeah, and he led the major. Well, well oh, I'm sorry. Pete Alonso hit 50 in the National League. My bad. Oh, yeah. 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 But I'm just saying it's 53. That's 20 below Barry Bonds. Yeah, the that's nice. And that's not even – I mean, it's not even – that's seven away from Babe Ruth's record of 60. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Juice ball nowadays with these athletes the way they are. No one hit – you know what hit that? Like, I mean – I, I understand it helps. It helps the smaller guys. It helps the guys who don't hit a lot. It helps the guys who are normally a 10 home run hitter hit 15, 16. Yeah. You know, it's guys who hit 15, 20, they hit 25 to 30. I get it. But I'm just saying, it was just kind of interesting with the juice ball last year that no one, like, even in the America League, no one hit 50. Yeah. It's true. You know? Just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Just to give a Jay's spin on it, on your juice ball talk. Because <laughs> uh, last year, you know, we saw a bunch of guys just come out of nowhere. And, well, not out of nowhere. They had some kind of appeal in the past. But, like, out of nowhere to hit 40 home runs, like, say, Solaire, like you mentioned. If I'm going to pick any J to come out of nowhere and do something like that, like yeah, you pick Tellez, but I would pick Teoscar Hernandez, to be honest with you. Wow. I could That's, see it. So me being involved. <laughs> no, I'm not 48. I mean, like, out of nowhere, 30-ish. For, like, I'm oh, saying okay. out, out of nowhere, uh, high power production. Not to the same extent of Soler. I just mean the comparison in the sense that it was a big surprise. Right. Because he just, like, if you look look at his barrel, like 17%, 15.5. Last year went down a bit, 11.7. But if you look at his uh, splits, so last year he hit, um, he hit 26 home runs. And... And uh, I know that he went off in the second half. He, in the second half, he hit... So before the All-Star break, he hit 204 with eight home runs. After the All-Star break, he hit 259 with 18 home runs. So, like, I just had that thought as you were talking about the juice ball. And, you know, I'd... Taking a fantasy spin on it too, Teoscar would be a nice uh, late round deeper league target, like in a TG FBI kind of league or draft champions. I don't know if you played those. Those are intense. Way too many players you draft. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. that's my that's another. League. Oh, you tried that? Yeah, yeah. I like the auction. The yeah, only thing that told me about the auction leagues is they take forever. They're so long. I did one on Yahoo. It's for 20 bucks. Just, you know, just wanted to get an auction league. You know, mm-hmm. so I threw it in there. And, of course, I came home, and I missed the beginning of it. 
So I went with this. I had to go with the stars and scrubs approach where like I paid all this money for all these guys. I got DeGrom, Verlander, and Scherzer and Mike Trout. (laughs) Wow. But of course, you know, that spent a lot of my money. So I had to wait for a lot of guys and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm going to do another one. I like the auction drafts. There's no, you can get whoever you want. If you really want a player, you can get them. As long as you want to pay for them. Yeah, I like that. You can have your, your targets. And it's not like you have to wait for a draft. Because someone nominates that player. So I kind of like that. You know? Kind of like yeah, it. I gotta, I've been meaning to try that out. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll join one of like a cheaper league like that. 20 bucks. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. It takes, you know what it takes too? It takes like seeing like, you know, how people bid and like what other play, how much money yeah. they have left. Gotta, I'm spend. sure you got to get used to, you got to get used to like their price, their usual price and things yep. like that. Yeah. yeah. I did it through Yahoo and they're pretty, they're pretty solid with their flow. Like everything flows pretty well. They have the like average money that's being spent. Oh, projected, and they'll have the projected stats next to their 2019 stats and stuff like that. So it's pretty, it's very user friendly, which is oh, nice. Everything's yeah. kind of right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. it's pretty good. I would say if this is the first time doing an auction, I would do it through Yahoo because they are pretty, pretty solid with a lot of stuff. It makes it very user friendly. Oh, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, yeah, great. I unfortunately, like I said, I, I missed the beginning of the draft last night, like an idiot. I was home too. I <laughs> totally blanked that I had a draft. Oh, I was writing. I was writing the Saints article, and then I started doing working on the Angels article, and then I went outside to have a cigarette, and it's like eleven thirty, and my draft started at eleven. And I went oh, on the man. phone and I'm looking and I'm like, how do I have all these notifications from Yahoo? What the hell is this? <laughs> and I looked at it and I'm like, damn, damn it, my draft started a half hour ago. <laughs> like shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I hate it. I hate like getting auto drafted. Yeah. I just hate Actually, it. It wasn't horrible. Like I said, I got some studs, but I saw the guys I got. I was like, all right, because there's there's generally two two reasons of thought going into an auction is you go stars and scrubs. So you go, you get like four or five, six guys that like you spend your money on and you want those guys that top notch. Like I said, I got Trout, Verlander, DeGrom, Scherzer. Like I have a pitching staff. Uh-huh. But then you run out of money. So mm-hmm. you have to wait till like the end of the drafts where you can get guys for like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. So you go stars and scrubs. Yeah. yeah. There's another train of thought where I usually do is that you kind of just target certain guys at certain price points and you kind of play the middle ground. Like yeah. you don't spend the fifty-five dollars on trout or whatever it is. Like you just kind of go wait for those like middle ground guys and you get a bunch of them. Like balance, more balance. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, interesting. I think I'd like the more balanced kind of team because 
even just watching it, like when you watch your team each night, like some, well, I know everyone plays every day, but you know, like let's say you have a, you spend up on pitching, you're going to end up watching a lot of nights, just a bunch of scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when yeah. you follow your team, you know? So yeah. Probably go the more balanced way. Yeah. I like the more balanced way usually too, but I was forced into it last night because of my own idiocy. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably good to try out the different ways too. Yeah, exactly. Like, watch, I'll win this league. Who knows? But a lot of it's a lot of it's management during the season, so it's so almost we'll zero. Yeah, I, I already put waiver wire moves in <laughs> because <laughs> guys I had to take at the end of the draft and stuff like. So, yeah, we'll see. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll there. Any you got any more on the Jays? You want to mention any more on the Jays? Well, like we've touched on their exciting offense, we've touched on their their really lackluster pitching, their bullpen filled with question marks. So, yeah. I mean, they're let's and you know. I could see them playing some spoiler down the stretch. Yeah. They're going to, like you said, they're going to be a thorn in the Yankee side. And, uh, you know, it'll be, I just want to see Nate Pearson. Like, he's going to be electric. Draft him in your fantasy league, getting a nice value. But, not much else we think we covered. What do what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm like I'm excited to see you know what how they do. I mean not when they play the Yankees, but I'm excited to see that see them progress, you know, and Pearson come up. It's definitely definitely something to watch. Yeah, that's basically the only draw of the season, the young talent. Yeah. Yeah, We'll we'll have to wait and see. Giles is their only real trade asset, probably come deadline time. Maybe maybe if Roark does decently, he could be a piece to trade to. They won't trade Ryu. So looking at deadline guys to move, probably be Roark, maybe Shoemaker if he stayed healthy. Or Giles. But I'd like to see them move Giles at the deadline. But that was, they just butchered that by not trading him last year. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you lower your price if no one's meeting it? Given the fact that you're rebuilding and you need to try to get some kind of asset? I mean, I would. Like, yeah. Hey, we'll see. It- the Yankees got Gleyber Torres out of Aroldis Chapman. That's the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think one. Well, obviously Chapman's better, but I think teams have learned from that kind of move, and they're kind of hesitant to make a move like that for a for a reliever now. Well, I mean, the Cubs won the World Series, though. So 
No, I know it worked out in the end, but in terms of like the price, we don't even see it. We don't really see it that much anymore. No, say. No, I think relievers are getting devalued. Yeah, especially with the way they're not using the closer traditionally as often. Yeah, you gotta remember something too. The whole Chapman deal, yes, the Cubs won the World Series that year. But Chapman also gave up three run homer to Rajay Davis. I mean, he almost blew that series. Yeah, if they, if they wound up losing that game because Chapman gave up that three run homer to oh, wow. Rajay Davis, I mean, <laughs> this is a totally different narrative. Oh yeah, for sure. People say like, oh yeah, well they won the World Series, you know, because they got Chapman. Well. <laughs> Not really. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I guess so, because he did ultimately actually win the game because Zobrist with the line drive. But, I mean, honestly, that could have gone a totally different way. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what makes baseball so awesome. Though, like, it's just one moment can change anything. Change everything. It's so random. And like you said before, I think whoever said it, one of you guys said it before, it's like, just get to the playoffs. Yeah. Which is yeah, much more random than any other sport. If your bats are well I mean no I think the only one more random is hockey, but like playoff time. But Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, know though. Because at least the good thing of baseball, I don't like when there's too much parity. So like when it's a really stacked team in baseball, they're not gonna go and get swept by, let's say, a team that just squeaked in. That happens in hockey all the time. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, there are times, there have been times in baseball that's attacked. I mean, you, I, I always think back to the 1990 Reds sweeping the Oakland A's. Yeah. The Reds had no business being there. Yeah, that's true. It does they happen. Swept the A's with Conseco, McGuire, and all those guys, like, they were a dominant the Bash, team. Bro- the Bash brothers. Yeah. yeah. Corny Lansford, Walt Weiss, like, they had. I remember watching that series. It was like, holy shit. Like, Barry Larkin and these guys are like, just, you know. Yeah. Ooh, Pinello was their manager. Paul O'Neill was a right fielder. Oh. Yeah. It's a stack team. But, yeah, so going along with that, though, yeah, if they're close, the Jays taking a Jays spin, just go for it. Go for it. Why not? Mm. Yeah, why not? It could happen. Your, your bats get red hot. Who knows? I just don't know who they'll get. Yeah, I know. I guess the, there's not much to really get. I'm just kind of... I think it's one more year, man. I honestly think with the Jays, it's one more year. Yeah. You know, 75 wins this year, even pushing 80 if things go well. I think it's a solid step forward. What did you win last year, 67? Yeah, it was, it was uh, 64. 64. So. If you win 75, that's an 11-game improvement. Mm-hmm. Could. You know, an, hey. another 11 to 15 next year? Now you're pushing wild card, pushing 90 wins. 
Yeah. So or things go to right. Kind of summarize this year. Obviously, we're looking at the development and growth of the young studs and seeing how Rayu adjusts. It's a big year for this front office because there's been a lot of disgruntled uh, sort of negative public opinion towards them. So it's a big year for them. They need to show, the team needs to show some kind of improvement because those guys like Ross Atkins starting to get more on thin ice. So it'll be interesting to see how things go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. I guess that'll be it then. If you unless you want to well, I guess Hope I was okay. Good. That was my inaugural uh that was my debut. All right, guys. I'll talk All to right. you soon. Yeah, so that's another episode of the of Too Much Pod Tower. Uh just you know, just a few more episodes left in the series, thirty teams. Almost almost to the end. And then once we get to the end of that, we'll be doing our, you know, season prediction, season prediction show, like, you know, a week before the season starts or something like that. So that'd be exciting. And then obviously we talked about before a 24 hour show on opening day. So that'd be exciting. Get a bunch of us going, going on that. So, uh, I don't know if you want to, if you were interested in coming on that at all, Frank. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll come on. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't have to be the whole time, of course, either. It's just, you know, a couple hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for but, sure. But, yeah, let's check out the next episodes as we finish this series and then follow Scorecrow on a Scorecrow. And uh, go, you know, put a write a review for our, on the, um, uh, iTunes for our podcast. It'll help us out and get more views. I mean, get more li- listeners if you go and review it. So yeah, appreciate the, any any love on our podcast. So we try to grow it. So th- thank you for listening, and just remind you to never have too much podcast.